Jitto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rose by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. She is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, our Monday edition of Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour. To be on the program, 800 848 W-A-B-C is the number to call, 800-848-W-A-B-C. You heard Rudy checking out that he's going to talk about later on tonight uh, the Durham report that has uh, come out uh, shortly. It was during the last hour. And we will talk about the Durham report here. Massive, according to the Durham report, massive. Massive wrongdoing by the part of the FBI. No surprise there for any of us who have been following the actions of the DOJ, the FBI, these many years. Other news, and there is a lot of other news. Get this one out of the way quickly. The other day when we were doing the Saturday show, we noted, and I asked Danny DeCrescenzo, who does our who does the sports and the news with us on Saturdays, if he could dig into what really happened over there at uh, ABC, WABC-TV, Anchorman all of a sudden just, hey, you're out, you're done, get out, get your things, pack your bags, leave. Apparently he said something, but nobody could figure out what he said. Well, shortly before the show, Scott came to me and said, hey, I sent you a story, did you hear what the guy said? It's out now. This would be... Ken Rosado. So, the mystery has been solved. He has a co-anchor, and apparently, speaking about his co-anchor, off the air, but it was caught by an open mic somewhere. I still don't understand understand all of that circumstance. He called her the C-word, and that's not the, 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 the word C-U-T-E. It's not the cute word. It's not that C word. Apparently, he called her the C word. And I have that right, Scott? It was the C word, right? Yes, the catch you next uh, whatever word. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and that was enough. Bye-bye. So, mystery solved. There are some words that are not permitted. That is one of them. And, you know, it's weird because in Europe that word is commonplace, is what is my understanding. In, in England it's thrown around much more freely. We're not England. No, well, we're not. <laughs> you know, um, that word for some reason, you that's the one that, that, that is a word that you hold in reserve if you're ever arguing you that's know, your absolute last resort. That's the that's the word of absolute last resort, and you know when you say it that the, the it's the conversation is over. There's no coming back from it, and there will be no forgiveness. It's not a word you use lightly. Okay, the Washington Post, Amazon Prime, Washington Post. By the way, we're going to be giving away tickets today to see the Righteous Brothers. You know what we should do? 
We should reward those of you who are here at the very beginning of Boston Early's Rush Hour. We should do it right now. For those of you who make sure that you're here at the very beginning of the program, every day, for you, ladies and gentlemen, I have a treat. It is your chance. Wait a minute, Diego, are you going to play the music so... Are you going to play the music so Scott can do what he does with the music? <laughs> See, there's Scott, Mr. Righteous Brother. Yeah. Okay. No, no one's helping me out here. I know. I kind of sprung this on everybody. There we go. I don't know this one. This is Unchained Melody. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I don't know what this is. Oh. This is EBB Tide, Righteous Brothers. This is Ebb Tide. Ebb Tide, yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> Ebb, Ebb, Ebb Tide. Okay, we'll go with Ebb Tide. Make it up, Scott. Make it up as you go along. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I have a treat for you right now. A chance for you to see the legendary Righteous Brothers in concert with Bill Medley and Bucky. We have a winner. We have a winner already. How do we have a winner before I even get through saying it? We went very quick. It was a premature. Okay, you want to start it again? Well, no, we can't tell the person they lost. Okay, let's do it. We have a winner, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for those of you who are going to see the eyes, the 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 Righteous Brothers at Bergen Performing Arts Center, May seventeenth. For everybody else that did not win, if you want to go to this show, it will be an awesome, awesome, awesome show. The Righteous Brothers, the one, the only Righteous Brothers. You've lost that loving feeling, unchained melody. EBB tide. And EBB tide. Ebb tide. Ebb tide. May 17th. Go check out the website. Go check out their website at the uh, Bergen Performing Arts Center. They have a lot of great shows, and we give away tickets, and we just gave away two. Okay. Thank you for EBB Tide, uh, Diego. You're welcome. Is this really? Do we do we know anything about this song? Is this really old or what? what, what You've never this? heard of Ebb Tide. I've a lot never, of people I, I did don't Ebb know Tide. It sounds older. It is older. If I'm not mistaken, the Platters did Ebb Tide too. No, this is the one you like. He's trying to trick us. They are very similar. Okay, here we are. Special Counsel John Durham has issued his long-awaited report that is sharply critical of how the FBI handled its probe of the 2016 Donald Trump campaign. 306 pages. And the Amazon Prime Washington Post says it's going to fuel rather than end partisan debate. Many details of the FBI's conduct described by uh, the Durham report 
were previously known, sharply criticized by the DOJ, by the Inspector General of the Justice Department. But they didn't find any documentary of testimonial evidence of intentional misconduct. Durham goes further. He argues that the FBI rushed. I'm still getting remarks on EBB Tide. Just so you know, Diego, fellow broadcast engineer, one of the engineers, the most widely known engineers in America, Mike Maimon, Mr. Maimon, listening today said, EBB Tide? (laughs) I almost wet my pants. It's the same thing as the Billy Joel. Like, like in in Mexico, we call him Billy Joel because no one told us how to how to pronounce his name. You know? So, so it's the same thing. Same thing. E B B tied. And I call a uh, uh, confunction. I said uh, I, before you corrected me. I, I said confunction. Yeah. Confunction. Remember that? Yes, I do. Same we work thing. with you, baby. Same thing. E B B tied. <laughs> All right, seriously, yes, we are taking this seriously, folks. Actually, you know what? I'm really not. Because I will tell you right up front, at this point with with the John Durham thing, I know I'm supposed to take this seriously. But seriously, who cares? We all knew this. We've known it all along. Do you think a single thing is going to happen because the Durham report all these years later All these years later, John Durham has finally come out and said what we all knew back when. So, yes, I know I'm supposed to take it very seriously, and I know you're concerned and we're concerned. But the reality of it is, so what? We knew this already. But let's go through what we already knew, and let's take it seriously, okay? John Durham argues that the FBI rushed to investigate Donald Trump in the case known as Crossfire Hurricane, even while at the same time they were slow-walking investigating Hillary Clinton during the 2016 cycle. Wow. He said the FBI failed to live up to their standards. They failed to critically analyze information that ran counter to the narrative of a Trump-Russia collusive relationship. Throughout Crossfire Hurricane calls it extremely, extremely troublesome. Really? No. In particular, the report notes that while the FBI gave uh, Hillary Clinton's team a defensive briefing when agents learned of a possible uh, scheme of possible evidence by a foreman actor to garner influence with her, The agents moved really quickly to investigate the Trump campaign. They didn't bother to give them a defensive briefing. We knew that already. And then he goes further into the bias by the FBI. He says the FBI decision to go forward with the probe despite a complete lack of information from the intelligence community that corroborated the hypothesis upon which the crossfire hurricane investigation was predicated. Agents ignored information that exonerated key suspects in the case. The FBI was unable to corroborate a single substantive allegation in the dossier. This is the dossier 
from Mike Steele. From, uh, Steel. <sighs> so, okay, here we are, 2023, and we learned that back in 2016, the FBI was corrupt. And they went after Donald Trump and ignored Hillary. Let me ask you, again, okay, we took it seriously. Does anyone in this vast and ever-growing listening audience believe that this will change one thing in the political landscape? Do you expect one person at the FBI to be held to account for any of this malfeasance? Do you expect any degree of accountability? Do you expect anyone from Hillary Clinton's campaign who orchestrated this whole Russian collusion BS to ever be brought to justice? There is a report today that should be even more troubling. James Comer has revealed over the weekend that a key source, whistleblower types in the Biden family bribery scheme have gone, quote unquote, missing. No one can find them anymore. The informants that came forward, gone, disappeared oh. And now what's coming out of D.C. from the Republicans, Representative Tim Burchett, Tennessee, confirmed that GOP officials still cannot track down the key witness in this whole Joe Biden family scandal. And he says the FBI and DOJ have turned a blind eye to both the missing informant and to this entire case of Biden, of Biden family alleged corruption. So now we've got missing witnesses. FBI, nowhere to be found, not even bothering to look in all of this. Does that surprise you? Does anything surprise you anymore? And are you, do you feel vindicated now that people kept saying, oh, you just wait. You just wait. That Durham, that special prosecutor Durham, one day he's going to release that report. You just wait to see what happens. All right, the report's out here. What in the world do you think will happen? James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdy, with you here. It is Monday. On WABC Talk Radio 77, Bo Snurley's Rush Hour, 800-848-WABC is your number, 800-848-WABC, coming right back, don't go away.
James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Freddie Perrin, born on this day, American songwriter, record producer, arranger, and orchestra conductor who wrote Boogie Fever for the Silvers and this classic by Gloria Gaynor. Born in 1943. He left us in 2004. This song will live through eternity, as long as there are humans. I will survive. Now, you want to bet, ladies and gentlemen, that many of you will care more about this next story than you will about the Durham report. Sad to say. I think that that will be the case. I could be wrong. Doesn't often happen. But I could be wrong. The Biden administration, the Joe Biden administration, through the U.S. Department of Agriculture, is now considering a ban on chocolate milk in elementary schools. The USDA is weighing the ban on flavored milk. I guess they don't either, they don't even want strawberry milk. It's not all racist. They don't want the red milk. They don't want the brown milk. They only want the white milk. Kind of white supremacy milk. That's what they want. White supremacy milk. Right? The decision could be finalized by the 2025, 2026 school year, according to the Wall Street Journal. Flavored milk is a challenging issue, they say. It's challenging to decide whether to let kids have strawberry milk or black people milk. They don't want you to have only white supremacist milk in school. Only whites. No blacks, no pinks allowed. No chocolate. They don't want kids to have chocolate milk. And I bet you there will be more antagonism over this government action than anything that the Durham Report has to say. The legal fund for the Marine that has been charged for trying to stop potential Violence in New York City subways has now topped over $2 million. That includes a $5,000 contribution from Kid Rock. The site is on Give, Send, Go. Over $2.1 million coming in. Political commentator Tim Poole chipped in twenty grand. The Republican... Presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy donated 10 grand. Kid Rock says that Mr. Penny is a hero. 45,000 supporters have come in. 
to help. The issue of reparations continues to get stranger and stranger by the day in California. The latest move by this reparations task force, and get this, Scott, you'll, I mean, get this. This is, this is, you talk about a power grab. California's reparations task force is now calling for the state legislature in California to require every single city and every single county that is accused of having segregated neighborhoods to submit all of their real estate ordinances to a state agency to be approved on whether they maintain or lessen residential racial segregation. This is now all part of this idea that there must be reparations. And Gavin, which I like to call him Gasm, Gasm, Gasm Newsom is wavering. One day he seems to be for, he seems to be for, the idea that they should be handing out millions of dollars to people based on skin color and racial lineage. The next day, he's kind of waffling on it. But the demands are growing and growing and growing. Now, every single neighborhood, every single community in California may be under fire for being quote-unquote racist, depending on how many... How well integrated so it is. It, so Compton, for example, could get in trouble for not having enough white no, residents. No, 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 and stop it. See, what? What? stop I don't it. Understand. What? You don't. Yes, you understand it. You what? said that on purpose. On purpose? What do you mean? I'm just. I'm just thinking of examples of segregated neighborhoods. Compton seems like one. No. How are you going to punish Compton for being an all-black neighborhood? Well, you're going to almost? need to get some white people in there. You're going to need to force relocate. You're going to force white people to move to Compton. Well, I don't see any other solution. Do you? Isn't that gentrification, no. though? I don't understand what gentrification is. Let me explain to y'all what gentrification is since y'all don't know, okay? Gentrification is when, Scott, you white people decide that you like a neighborhood again and y'all want to move in and raise the prices so high that you force everybody else out. Mm. That's what, if you want, let's skip all the fancy language. This is what it is. It's like when people looked at Harlem, right, and they said, Harlem, man, these brownstones up here are nice. I'd like to live in one of these brownstones. I could do a lot with this, and I can get them cheaper than I can get anywhere else because only black people live up here. So I'm going to be the one brave white guy that's going to come in and I'm going to buy this building in the middle of black people. And then I'm going to put like a bunch of money into it. And then I'm going to invite some other white people to come look at it. And then they're going to buy the house next door. And then the the, the, the house next door, the black people say there, they say, oh, man, that's a lot of money. I'll take it. And then you got two white people in the neighborhood and it spreads. And then the next thing you know, the block is all white oh, and the black people have moved out. And then, because you know how y'all are, right? You know that when y'all get to a neighborhood, y'all ain't going to be going with these food deserts and stuff. Y'all going to be like, look, we need a Whole Foods in the neighborhood. We've got a lot of white folks here. We need Whole Foods. And so y'all bring in Whole Foods. And then Whole Foods, black people say, I can't shop there. 
the people in the neighborhood, of course, black people shop at Whole Foods, but I'm, this is just for the example, right? <laughs> so then, so then they say, we can't afford Whole Foods, so we have to move out. And then more and more little white hippies move in the neighborhood. And the next thing you know, what used to be a black neighborhood's all white and it's all expensive. That's gentrification. Y'all move the folk out. It's just like reverse colonizers. Y'all colonize a neighborhood. That's what it is. Y'all are colonizing a black neighborhood and you take it over or a Spanish neighborhood. Y'all come in and y'all force people out and then you make the prices so expensive in the neighborhood that all the people of color have to move out. So that's gentrification. Do you understand? I, I now? get it now. Thank you. Good. I'm glad I could help. Let's go to traffic. Let's go to news. Let's gentrify. Oh. We have a birthday. Oh, I think. Brenda Lee. I'll have to look up. I have it here somewhere from the chiffon. It's in music history today. He's so fine. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly, on WABC Talk Radio 77, coming back right after this. As Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. 1982. Sir Paul McCartney. Stevie Wonder. Not Michael Jackson. Stevie Wonder. Number one in the charts, released on this day in music. Well, number one this day in music, reached number one. Oh, that's so nice. There's good and bad in everyone. Two superstars, Sir Paul McCartney, Stevie Wonder, together in perfect harmony. Okay, how did you hear about that wedding? That couple from Florida that was supposed to be getting married up, uh, and they had they're going to have the uh, had all their guests flying into upstate New York. Did you hear about this story? Anybody? Okay. No. Well, remember last weekend we talked about the veterans, United States veterans. Some from Afghanistan, from some from Vietnam era, that were being thrown out of their hotels. They were put there to keep them from living homeless on the streets, but they were kicked out of their hotel to accommodate this latest surge of illegal immigrants that the Biden administration is allowing to flow into the country. Upstate New York. Wedding bells were supposed to be in order for Gary Moretti and Deanna 
Mifsud. They announced their engagement back in 2021, a few weeks before their wedding. The hotel that they had booked for their guest canceled them, threw their reservations right out the door, right out the window. Goodbye. See you later. Good riddance. Sayonara. Get out. Why? Because they want to house illegal immigrants in the hotel. Moretti told the Daily Mail, it's devastating. They had contracts with the hotel. They thought they were locked in. And they actually, the inside story said they actually had to call the hotel. When they saw what was going on in the news, they called hotel just to check, make sure everything was cool. And they were told, nope, you're out. You and all of your guests, all these rooms you booked, these 30 rooms you blocked, gone. They were bumped in order. And what they say is it's pretty upsetting how they're treating American people. How do tax-paying people deal with this? Yeah, you pay taxes, so what? I hope that they sue this hotel. I hope they end up suing this hotel. Where's the money coming from to pay the hotel for this? Mm-hmm. Interesting question there, Scott. Do you have an answer? No. Oh. Of course I don't. Where are the flights that are coming to get these people to the hotel? How are the illegal immigrants making it all the way from the southern border up into New York? How does that happen? We don't know. And if Curtis coming in with any of this, good. Because Curtis may have some answers here because I don't know how this is being funded. Just like these flights that kept funding and bringing in illegals into Westchester County. Nobody could find out the information on the flights. Curtis, how you doing, Curtis? Well, I got the details for you. The monies are provided by the city of New York. The sucker taxpayers of New York City are paying for these. You uh, are kidding. Nope. The rented rooms. That's what the argument in court is going to be because all these county executives are getting a temporary restraining order. And Eric Adams' uh, argument is no. We dealt directly with the hotels, the motels. We leased the space. That's why they're kicking out these other customers, those who are there for the wedding and the worst. The veterans, imagine. The veterans. You're talking about about in upstate New York, right? We're talking about in New York City, they kicked out the veterans. But in Newburgh, they kicked out this wedding couple. So the city of New York is paying communities in upstate New York. Correct. To house. Okay. They have a contract. They're leasing rooms for up to a year in Rockland, in Orange County, and most recently on Tuckahoe Road in Yonkers in Westchester. And they're basically saying that's an ironclad agreement between the city of New York and private entrepreneurs. You don't have any jurisdiction. And these counties are saying, no, but you're setting up a shelter. And we oversee shelters, and we are not going to permit a shelter in our county. So the battle will be waged in court. But the veterans have been kicked out. The wedding party has been kicked out. And and, and Eric Adams, the swagger man who has a plan on this one, is inviting more and more illegal aliens to come to Nueva York. How is this even? How does? How is this even acceptable that American veterans who serve their country? In Afghanistan, and some of these veterans are older Americans now. They are the elderly who served this country in Vietnam are being told, get out of the rooms that you're in so we can accommodate non-citizens of the United States. 
Who in the world thinks that this is a moral or a correct decision to make? Just follow the money. Follow the money. It's all about the money. And that's why there's a lot of money being made by housing these illegals. And the companies are LLC. So each of these hotel motels, Holiday Inn Expresses, no-tell motels, they're all an LLC. You never find out who actually owns them. And it's a cash cow because the city's checks don't bounce. Why? Because we, the sucker taxpayers, pay the bill. Curtis, this is unconscionable. And do these couples, like this couple, they had a contract. They have contracts, too. What happens to them? Are they So now they have to spend lawyers' fees on top of losing money, on top of trying to rush around and find accommodations for their guests when they had accommodations. Now they have to hire a lawyer to try to make things right. How in the world is this acceptable? Well, this is simply the mayor who unleashed all these illegals into our city. All he's got to do, James, all he's got to do is the next bus comes in. He goes, we've done more than our fair share. We're going to give you a box lunch. We're going to let you use the facilities for an hour at the Port Authority. And we're shipping you right down to the White House and to the Naval Observatory where the Tsarina Giggles Harris is in charge of border affairs. See if they'll put you up. Well, Curtis, thank you for answering the question because people have been, I'm still wondering who has organized all these flights? How do you, who has been behind organizing all the flights that have come in up to Westchester Airport, some of the airports all around the country? This is a well organized machine. You want to know this does not happen with logist, without logistical support. Who is it? James, it's Catholic Charities. They get federal dollars. They're an NGO, and they put people on uh, jet planes, and they fly them up to JFK, and then they're dispersed around the area. And breaking news, Fort Totten in Bayside, Queens, and Fort Tilden in the Rockaways are scheduled to become shelters for the illegals. If the people don't organize to prevent it, you're going to wake up soon and see a 1,000 illegals a uh, cop and a squat on a cot at taxpayers' expense. Wow. We're going to continue to thank you, Curtis. We're going to continue to cover this, ladies and gentlemen. This is unbelievable. What is happening in this city, what is happening in this region. But it's not just us. This is happening throughout the United States of America. Elections have consequences. You elected Joe Biden, and this now is what the United States of America looks like. A nation that will turn its veterans into the streets. That will turn American citizens into the streets. So that we can house people who have entered into America illegally. James Golden Snurley here. Rush Hour on WABC. Don't go away. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurley. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. Rush. Hall and Oaks bring us back on... Our Monday edition of Bo Snurley's Rush Hour, 77 WABC, coming to your call shortly. 
There's just one thing that I would like to add to all of this. When you when you hear stories like the American veterans that are being thrown out of their uh, housing to accommodate illegal immigrants or the couple that had planned for a wedding, and now all of a sudden they're told, American citizens, get out, and no, we kicked out you and your guests, go find somewhere else. There might be a tendency among some people to look at the illegal immigrants that are coming in with a lot of resentment. And I would just like to caution against that. I bet that not some, there are undoubtedly some among the group of illegal immigrants that are coming in that are scammers that have entered in knowing that they're violating United States law. But the illegal immigrant people themselves are not the problem here, folks. They are human beings like we are human beings. They are in search of a better life. Many of them have children, and they have no way in the current country that they are in to provide a good living for their children because they're dealing with corrupt governments. And so if they t- they're taking advantage of what they see, this is an opening, a shot. Maybe I can have a better life. And so I'm not mad at them. And I don't want people to, to, to hear this news and say, oh, well, we should just resent these people. No, what needs to be resented is the government. What has Donald Trump shut this down? Politically, he shut it down. He said, this is not going to happen. And it was shut down. Right? And now we have Joe Biden, who on day one, dismantled everything that Donald Trump did in government. And we have this new surge of people coming in. It is the government and the lack of enforcement of laws that is to blame for this current crisis. And the Department of Homeland Security head, Mayorkas, won't even admit that this is a crisis. Joe Biden was out biking on the beach and was laughing at this circumstance. Oh, it's not as bad as you think it is. It's worse than you ever think it is. This year we're projected to have, to finally have reached up to anywhere between 4 and 6 million illegal entries into the United States. This is not a failure of human beings that are coming here. This is the failure of government to stop this illegality. So please, in your heart, do not animus for the people that are coming here. Have animus for your government that is allowing this, and in some great cases, telegraphing. Our borders are open, people. Come on in. But I don't want anything that I'm saying here to fuel anti-immigrant hostility, because it is not the people. It is a failure of government. That is responsible for this. And if many of us put ourselves in the same situation as some of the people that are coming in here, we would be doing our best. And by the way, previous generations of Americans have done this too. There was an immigrant wave much like this that came in from Europe in the 1920s and 1930s. Let's not forget that. This is not the first time that this has happened in America. That said, it is a failure of government. And that's where we should be directing any anger that you have toward this absolute failure of your government to protect its borders. 
the government is doing this. Let's go to Joe in Jericho, New York. How are you, Joe? Welcome. Hey, Bo. Joe, are you with us? Oh, what do you know? Let me tell you something. I'll be brief, rapid fire. Talk about, you just made a point about the immigrants from Europe. And there was a lot of hatred towards them, anti-Catholicism, anti-Judaism, anti-Semitism, anti-Italianism. And remember the other, about a week ago, one of your clients talked about the largest mass lynching was of the Italian Catholic immigrants who were acquitted of charges and were lynched in New Orleans, Louisiana, 1890. And the bottom line I'm making is, I don't say you made a very good point. Don't resent. But we should resent those who knowingly are criminals who are coming in to steal, to hurt. And a lot of them, more than a few of them, are on terrorist watch lists. So they're not just coming in from the South, Central, Latin, South America. They're coming in from communist China. They're coming in from Iran. And on top of it, some idiot and bright, brainless Biden administration wants to house these young men on U.S. military bases. I mean, that is about as insane as when brainless Bush Jr. was going to turn our ports security over to the United Arab Emirates just after 9-11. And as for those, my brother American veterans upstate, it took 18 months of me pushing for me in a wheelchair, American Marine veteran, to finally get into an apartment in a dumpy apartment, wheelchair inaccessible, at $2,000 a month. I'm saying is take care of our American veterans, our children, our handicapped, the women, the working class, the working poor, the middle class, before you help people come here illegally. And as for that, my brother, American veteran Penny, I pray, and I'll scrimp up some money and send the trend of the Lord as he knows to him. Because I did the same thing. I told you this. I did the same thing exactly a week before he did on that bus when that guy tried to force his way on the bus and kill the driver. Bo, I don't know if I would do that again. Because I could be arrested and my dog could be euthanized. If you take away basic fundamental rights of self-defense, civilization will be over. I hear you loud and clear. And when I said we shouldn't resent most of the illegal immigrants, that's what I mean. Of course, those coming in here to scam, to terrorize Americans who have evil in their heart, absolutely. But again, it is a failure of government. And we have seen that this situation, as intolerable as it is, could be shut down. And it could have been shut down. Wow. Not enough time, and we have so many calls that I want to get to, so I'm going to say I apologize. If you call me tomorrow, if you're on hold today, and just say you're on hold today, we'll, I will get to phones. No matter what is in the news, we'll get to phones earlier. Because we have so many people that want to speak on these issues. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your family, your loved ones. God willing, back tomorrow here for the Tuesday edition of Boston Rush Hour. Mark Stein Day tomorrow. Mark Stein will be with us, God willing, when we join you tomorrow. For Boston Early's Rush Hour, remember to check out the dailybs.com, our twice a day news blast. Gives you all the news that you would enjoy. Blessings and gratitudes for you being here. Appreciate it. See you tomorrow. Bye.